Welcome to the Life 365 podcast. That's L-Y-F-E for living your faith every day because faith is not just for Sundays. We live what we believe every single day. And my goal is to inspire those who are willing to believe a better life for themselves and those around them because the battle is won or lost in our beliefs. Now, before I start my first episode, digging into the topics that are near and dear to my heart, I thought it best to tell you all a little bit about why I'm here and why Life365 exists. If you need my credentials and you want to know where I went to school, what degrees I have and what I've done, you can go to my website for that. I don't want to waste time talking about it here. I want you to know why I feel this podcast exists. To give a little background, I didn't grow up in the church. We went every now and then, especially Easter. But when I united with the church in a significant way, in my 20s, my life did change. But y'all, at first, I was like a fish out of water. I only had two dresses that barely made the cut to wear to church because thank God I knew better than to wear that yellow dress that I almost wore to the Shake What Your Mama Gave You contest. Now, I started out not knowing much about the Lord, but I kept going because I fell in love with the teaching. The teachings of Christ and the messages of salvation, the notion that I was loved of God and the idea that we all have power to overcome and heal were just a few of the lessons that were so profound to me. But for a season, I was super over the top. And my first child was raised in what I call my super saved era because I figured if I was going to see the results that I needed to see from the Bible, I had to walk the straight and the narrow. That poor child did not even hear a Michael Jackson or a Stevie Wonder song until middle school, let alone anything like Tupac or Biggie. Because I figured if I kept all my music heavenly, number one, it would keep me under control with my love life. And I figured I would be able to walk like Jesus. Now, while there was a lot of good that came out of that, there was also some undesirable effects as well, not to mention the fact that I didn't always get it as right as I wanted. I ended up thinking that I was good if I did anything I found in the Bible and condemned when I did not, and I treated other people the same way. Now, if that was you and you're listening, I'm so sorry, but I did love studying the word and I went on to preach and teach in the church and I still do. And I got that judgment thing under control and I still have a whole lot of love for everything that the church truly represents. However, as I continue to grow and get a deeper understanding of what God was really teaching me, I no longer wanted to beat others over the head with the Bible. I also came to see that there were some pretty amazing and loving people outside of the church and even in other religions. I also started noticing the beauty in people just as they were as human beings. I came to see that there were people in the church struggling to get things right, just like those in the quote-unquote world. And I no longer wanted to be a part of the message that everyone in the church was right and everyone outside of the church was wrong when God is in so many unusual places. And if God is in every one of us, then why don't we treat everyone like they are his image? If God is as big as we sing about, why do we act like it's a 911 when we see someone quote unquote, gone astray. 
Isn't God big enough to handle that? Isn't God big enough to speak to them and bring them in? Why do we act like everything depends on us when we can't even get ourselves right sometimes? Why do we act like there are big sins and little ones and there is no forgiveness for all sins? All the while overlooking the fact that he explicitly said to love above all else and not to judge. These are a few of the questions that I just could not overlook. Questions that led me down my unique path. Questions that I want to explore here with those who may have asked the same thing and who want to listen. What I don't want to do is tell others what to believe. There are many places where you can still get that. I do want to challenge us to be courageous in asking why we believe what we believe and if our lives line up with what we truly believe. We all have those areas where we love to say God is still working on us But are we allowing that in our brothers and sisters? I want to challenge anyone who is willing to start their own unique journey with God. Each and every one of us has a spirit, but what's blocking is truest expression. Are you afraid that it won't be accepted by others? Are you struggling with being good enough? Have you gotten stuck in hurt or bitterness? Are you paralyzed because of fear and afraid to step out into your purpose? Or could it be that you've never tapped into your own power because you mistakenly thought that your power, your destiny, or anything else was tied to someone who did or did not do something or to something that you have done wrong? Or you may have found this podcast because you're already doing great things and you're already blazing your own trail and you want to link up with someone who's cheering for you. Whatever it is, I want us to explore this all together because I've been in a lot of those places. I've suffered pain and loss, and I'm back to let everyone know that there's life after loss. We absolutely give meaning to everything that we face. And if you can free your mind, you can tap into the spirit of God that is in you. So many are afraid to tap into their spirits to be the most powerful presentation of themselves. Some people are so afraid to tap into who they were really created to be. I've seen far too many people empowered on Sunday and defeated on Monday, and I've been there. I've seen far too many people who believe in God, but do not believe in themselves. I've been there too. And on the flip side, I've witnessed people outside the church believe in themselves and accomplish amazing things. Heard people say things like, now, you know, the devil blesses you, too. So I was scared to move. I didn't want the devil to bless me. And God forbid I do things in my own strength. And one day I started thinking about it like my own relationship with my children. If I spent time teaching them how to live and I assured them that I was with them wherever they went, and that they could always check in with me for reassurance. And I let them know that when they mess up, they are forgiven. And as a matter of fact, I made a huge sacrifice to ensure up front that their tabs were paid in full. And I expected them to mess up because they were just learning to walk this thing out. Would I want them in fear of doing right all the time when I already paid for their mistakes? Would I want them checking in with me for every little thing, afraid to move, thinking they needed my permission for every single thing? 
Or at some point, would I expect them to grow confident that if they internalize my teaching, they could sense the next right move? Wouldn't I want them to go into the world freely knowing that they couldn't lose? Wouldn't I want them to stay away from guilt and not be defeated and dejected and quickly rebound from any mistake, knowing that there's always a better outcome just one choice away? Wouldn't I want them to express what's in their heart without fear and doubting themselves all the time? I believe if I would want that for my children, that's what God wants for his. I don't believe that God intends living for him to be like superstition. Step on a crack, you break your mama's back. And so many are misinformed thinking that God works like that. I don't believe that God is the angry parent who makes sure we don't forget all of our failures. I don't believe God is like that micromanaging boss who issues out recreation and break time like a jail warden. And I don't believe that God is like a controlling partner who wants to make sure we check in for every single move. But I do believe that when we interpret him this way, we're judging ourselves and we're condemning ourselves and we cannot help but do it to others. Not because we're hateful or malicious, but because we fear missing God. I created this podcast to help others see that they're not on a slippery slope with God, just one step away from hell. And pursuing your purpose is not a game with trap doors and booby and consolation prizes. God needs people everywhere, not just in religious or ministerial roles. Our biggest job is to love people because that points people to God without a single word or a sermon. And when they get there, he is so very well equipped to speak to their hearts just like he spoke to ours. He is big enough to straighten out so much of what we freak out over. And that's what I want to encourage us to do through this podcast. We have to clear the lies and misperceptions from our hearts and from our faith so that we can follow clearly and we can lead others by our example. We also have to learn to trust our intuition. That's the place where God leads us. I created this podcast in the hopes that I could help someone who thinks the very idea of God is scary, limiting, or unattractive. I got tired of those outside of the church believing in themselves more than those who claim to have an intimate relationship with the God of this universe. I created Life 365 to help others use their faith to live better, not in their do's and don'ts, but in the expression of their love and in the expression of who they were truly created to be. Our spiritual practices, whether we go to church or not, whether we meditate or whether we pray, whether we keep the Sabbath on Saturday or whether we go to church on Sunday, is just an expression. I read something that I want to share. It said, some of the most enlightened souls on the planet are simple, humble, unassuming people you would never think of as spiritual masters. They are waitresses, bus drivers, and appliance repairmen who have the kindest hearts and have chosen kindness as their purpose. 
They may have never had any formal spiritual paths, but their paths are miraculous because they are merciful. A Jewish theologian said, when I was young, I admired clever people. Now that I am old, I admire kind people. That's what I want for my legacy, to be a person known for loving and inspiring others. Nothing else matters to me, and that's why I created this podcast. Our true relationship with our own spirit and how connected we are to God in us is what we live day in and day out. We will truly learn to choose better in everything when we believe better about everything. There is so much more of life waiting for us when we believe in the good of ourselves, the good of others, and the good of God. And all of those things are tied together in so many wonderful ways. I want to talk about this and so much more. So if you're interested, come back for a listen and tell a friend. And if you're not, please know that it's okay. I'm only for who I'm for. And I am finally so okay with that. So until next time, think higher and show the world who you really are. God bless.